When you're driving, speed bumps force you to slow down. Some are big, some are small. Regardless of the size, they can really mess up your car if you go over them too fast. In this go, go, go world, society tends to have a negative view of speed bumps. But in my opinion, they don't have to be a bad thing. We all go through speed bumps in life, such as getting married, a spiritual awakening, having children, changing jobs, a trauma, and more. In this podcast, you will hear the various speed bumps that people have encountered and how those experiences have shaped them into the person they are now. Because every story has speed bumps, and that is what makes life interesting. everyone. I wanted to welcome you to another episode of Speed Bumps. And today with me, I have Nick Newell. I met him quite a few years ago now at a limb difference, limb disability uh, conference or event. I can't even tell you which one now. And now that we live in the same state, I went to his gym a few times and he actually happens to just have one arm. So he sometimes is known as like the one-armed MMA fighter and he's an awesome dude. And I'm really glad that he decided to come on today. So thank you, Nick. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me. For sure. When you told me that you were doing your own podcast, uh, I was like, oh, that's really cool. I <laughs> I hope I get invited on. And then now here I am. So we're all there good. You are. Yeah. Yeah. I know life's uh, been a little crazy and adventurous and lots of new things. And I'm glad we're able to make it work out. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I'm I'm glad that uh, we found a time that worked for both of us. Yeah. I uh, I remember coming to your gym before the world went crazy and learning how to punch because you actually took the time to show me how to like hit a bag with my left arm without hurting myself, which I felt like most uh, kickboxing or MMA or even like just coaches wouldn't be able to do. So I appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, as you know, in life, there's ways around everything and there's definitely if it feels like it's something you can't do, then you haven't tried hard enough to figure it out. You know, I, uh, I've spent years and years. This is my passion. Um, you know, martial arts is my passion, whether it be wrestling or jujitsu or kickboxing, I love all of it. So I have all these little tricks that I picked up over the years and I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not good at keeping secrets. You know, you come in and, and, uh, you ask for my help. I'm going to help you out. Yeah, didn't you, weren't you a wrestler in high school too? Yes, yes, I wrestled uh, at Jonathan Law High School in Milford, Connecticut, okay. the same town I I run my gym, Fighting Arts Academy, CT out of. Um, so I'm a hometown boy, and now I got a business in my hometown, and uh, <clears throat> I wrestled all four years in in uh, in high school, all four years in college. And uh, if you want me to share any wrestling stories or anything like that, for sure, I uh, I can do that. Yeah, yeah. Yes, please. And you do mm-hmm. kids all the way up to adults, right? You do MMA, you do like, what are the things that you do at your gym? Yeah, I, um, yeah, I teach. So now I added in, uh, because of my family, I added in a, a three-year-old's class. So I have three and up right now. So we do three to six-year-olds. Um, okay. So once they turn six, they uh they can go to the bigger kids class so there's a tots class and a kids class and then the kids class um we've been 
putting six to 13 and like usually we split it up by age or experience mm-hmm. depending on the class we'll uh we'll we'll divide it that way with our own discretion so each kid gets the best uh training that they can get yeah that's awesome yeah I, <clears throat> i'd love to hear some wrestling stories um did you ever were you ever in a competition where like either someone didn't want to wrestle you because of your arm or like you felt like judges were either favorite showing favoritism or even excluding you just because of your arm? Um, actually the thing that I love about wrestling is there's no ducking the best. If you want to, if you want to go against someone or you want to win or you want the team points, you got to go beat that person. So if you're wrestling and they send out a guy with one hand or one arm or however you want to call it, um, you you have to face them or else that person's going to win and they're going to get 16 points because you wouldn't face them. So whether you want to go against me or not, you really don't have a choice in the tournament. You'd have to forfeit and drop out of the tournament if you run into me. So nobody's going to do that because everyone wants to win the tournament. So it's not like MMA or boxing where you pick your fights. Oh, I'll fight this guy, this guy. We agree. No, I don't want to fight this guy. I'll fight this guy. It's like too much. Um, too much politics yeah but in in wrestling like jujitsu tournaments like that there's no politics because it's like okay you don't want to do it then don't but you're gonna lose so people don't want to lose those points so they end up um doing the match anyway okay so it sounds like mma and wrestling are then different have you experienced um people not wanting to fight you because your arm Yes, yes. Um, Initially, when I first started fighting, I found opponents easy as an amateur. But then uh, I was beating them and doing really well. And so when I turned pro, I I won uh, my first two matches pretty quickly. And at that point, people were like, oh, I mean, I don't want to fight that guy because he has one hand if i win it looks bad you know if he beats me it looks bad it doesn't look good either way and i was like yeah maybe if you're dealing with someone that's like a like prejudice or like weird or limited train of thought but if you're a competitor you go against competitors i always say this all the time and and people are like oh they're like i can't believe you did it i can't believe you became a professional fighter won a world title i can't believe you did all this with one hand you're a good wrestler and i was like listen This is not, you don't know how hard my journey was. You know, it was hard for me. It was very hard. But who am I to say that it was harder than anyone else's? I wear my, the thing is I'm relatable and people can relate to me because everyone has hardships and everyone has struggles. I just wear mine on my sleeve or my lack of a sleeve. (laughs) So you can see what I'm going through. And I feel like that's why people relate to me but i never have that mindset that this is harder for me i can't do this because i have one hand i should never try this is impossible that's horrible thinking that's loser loser talk you know and and people and everyone has moments like that where they talk to themselves like that but for the overall majority of your time here you should make the most with what you have and and not use it as a crutch or excuse to not do things if you want to do something and it's something that you can't help i'm not going to be i'm not going to grow a hand you know it's not going to happen it's not and i came to terms with that a long time ago you know i was insecure when i was a kid i lacked confidence i thought girls wouldn't like me i went through everything that everyone 
else went through that has this, but like there's other people that have other problems that go through the same things. So at one point in my life, I stopped caring and I just started making things happen. Yeah. And I get that too, where people are like, oh, it must've been so hard to do insert activity here. But just like you said, if you want it, you figure out a way to do it. You don't do this pity party. Yeah. What am I going to do? Curl up in a ball and like sit in a corner and wait for someone to help me. Like I'm, I'm a do it yourself type guy. You know, I'm lazy at certain things too. I'll be honest with you. (laughs) You know, I'm not very good at cooking. Um, and that's a real, that's a real, uh, that's a, (laughs) something that's a, that I could get better at if I worked hard. Right. Um, you know, but I'm good at what I'm good at. I'm good at martial arts. I'm good at wrestling. I'm good at kickboxing i'm good at fighting because i just said you know what this is something i want to do and i made it happen and i wasn't always good that's why i was talking about my wrestling when i started wrestling not only did i only have one hand whatever not an excuse right but i also was severely undersized so i was the only guy i was in the 103 pound weight class and if you don't know about wrestling people usually start a little higher and then go down a weight class but i couldn't even get up to the lowest weight class so it was 103 pounds and i was only 97 pounds so i used to weigh in with all my clothes on so i'm like oh they'll think i'm heavier you know like just like a mental thing it was stupid and uh, i even made 95 pounds for one tournament they had it only for one tournament and i just didn't eat breakfast and i was on and uh and it it's uh i was so small and i didn't know how to wrestle so i just got smashed my whole freshman year like lost 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 and i was losing and uh i had matches where i kind of could have pulled it out or i kind of could have like at least not got pinned um and I would lose and my coach would like be yelling at me and I'd be like, man, why is this guy like so hard on me? I'm horrible at this. Like I'm, I'm not good. And, uh, and then I won a match and and everything changed. I finally stuck with it. You know, I lost 17 times and I didn't win. And then I finally won one. And it was like one of the happiest moments of my life. I was so proud of myself for like not giving up, you know, cause in my head I was like, okay, I am horrible at this. I'm so bad at wrestling. Um, I'm small. If I quit now, I'm going to be bad at this for the rest of my life. But if I stick with it, maybe I can get better. And maybe I'll never become anything special. But at least I'll know that I tried and I gave it my all. And I did the best that I could. So I stuck with it. And then I won. And then uh, I won two matches. And then I was going to do track in the off season and I started doing track. I finished the season cause I don't, I don't quit things. Um, but like during track season, I started going to a wrestling club during the track season because one of the guys on my team, um, he actually passed away recently. His name was Pete Bensavanga. And, uh, he, he kind of backed me up in the corner. He, we had like a weird relationship. Like he was like giving me a hard time and like bullying me, but he was also like looking out for me. It was like the weirdest thing ever. Right. So like he, he was my friend, you know? Um, but he's like, Nick, everyone thinks you're going to lose cause you have one hand. They all think you suck and they all think that you're going to get smashed every match. So like, you need to wrestle all year round or everyone's going to, everyone's going to beat you up for another year. And, and you're just going to keep losing unless you work in the off season. So I was like, okay, I don't know if you're like looking out for me or if you're like 
picking on me right now, but like, I'm going to listen to you because you're older than me. And so I listened to him and we ended up going to like wrestling clubs and, and, uh, and like training all year round. And the next year I started beating people and winning matches. And, uh, I was like, man, these guys must not be very good. You know, I thought I was just getting easy matches because I worked like all year long and the people that were working alongside of me were getting better too. So like I was keeping that gap was like kind of the same between us. And, um, and then I started beating all these other people and I was beating people that beat me last year. And I was like, Oh geez. Okay. He was onto something like, this is, this is it. Like just outwork the, um, the opportunity uh, the opponents put in more time and like, you can get better at this. And, and I kind of stuck with that formula. And then I was all state my senior year. That's awesome. Did, uh, if someone grabs your arm, so like if someone grabs my left arm, it like hurts and I would immediately, like if I was wrestling, like stop. If someone grabs your left arm, is it painful or like they don't ever try? No, they try to grab it all the time. It's just really hard. It's not painful for me. So we, um, we have a little bit of a different, uh, I don't know how to put it. Like our, our limbs are, we're limb different, but our (laughs) limbs are different. Yeah. Like, so I have the, my, I have a full hand, but it's like I'm missing bones and stuff. And yours stops just below your elbow, right? Yeah, I just don't have a. It's right after my elbow. I just don't have like part of my forearm or my hand at all. So it's not painful. I have little tiny fingers. If you squeeze them hard, it's like kind of like, ow, you know, but it's not (laughs) like, ah. Yeah, yeah. Do you call them nubbins? I don't. I don't. I'm... When I was younger, I always hated the word nub. I thought it was like an insult. And uh, I was like, it's stupid. Anything that had nub in it, yeah, I was like, I hate that. I hate it. It drove me insane. I didn't like it. And then one day I just kind of grew up and I was like, you know what? Like, if you have one hand, you can call whatever you want. Yeah, You can call it a nub. You can call it a stump. You can call it whatever you want. Yeah. I just like calling it my little arm. Yeah. You know, I, this was what I like calling it, but if people call it a nub or a stump or whatever, like that's you, you can call whatever you want. Cause it's yours. Yeah. It belongs to you. So you can say whatever you want. I just, I don't, I'm not particularly fond of it, but I'm not like trying to like cancel the word. I get that. I used to feel that way about the term. If someone called me disabled, I would be like, no, I'm not disabled and get like really offended. And then finally I was like, well, why do I care? Like, yeah, exactly. It, it's just a word. Why do I care? Yeah. So I know you are pro in MMA and at one point you tried to go pro UFC, correct? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Were, did your arm stop you from that or why, what happened with the whole UFC thing? If you can talk about it. Yeah, I can. I did. Um, so basically I did, uh, everything I could to get on the UFC. I ended up, um, winning the XFC title which is a world title which is big and usually everyone that won that title or on that network it was access tv they had like a little mma network mm-hmm. that they had going at the time and uh if you won on that you went up so if you won the title there you go to the ufc that's just how things went yep. and i was nine and oh when i after i won it so i was like okay i should get a call but it never came uh i ended up signing with world series of fighting and then I went four and one with them and I only lost to Justin Gagey, who was a UFC champion, future UFC champion, a uh, very good guy, very good fighter. He beat me. It's, it was a good fight though. And, uh, 
you know, I finished that out. I was a free agent. I want to get in. I won uh, an LFA. And then I had a... um, I had an opportunity. If I won, I would have been in the UFC, but I, I lost like a close fight. And then that was like the only opportunity I got. So uh, I felt like maybe I would have gotten earlier, gotten better. But at the end of the day, I, I think that I probably should have just won that fight, you know, but it was it was close. It was a good fight. I didn't get hurt. He just was a better wrestler than me. He took me down, held me down. I couldn't get up. And uh, that's the way things go. I lost a decision uh, from the judges, but it uh, it was a good experience. I ended up um, getting another chance to fight. I fought again, and then Bellator called me, and I won. A, I had a tryout with them. I fought for them. I beat a guy that was two and zero there. I I I uh, I got in on the show, and now I'm a Bellator fighter. And I I honestly couldn't be happier. They've treated me great. Uh, they've been so respectful. They've been so nice, so professional, and I'm really just happy. I'm not going to chase things that uh, aren't – don't want to be chased, you know? Yeah. And, um, and I'm just really happy with where I'm at and what I'm doing, and you won't hear a complaint from me. That's awesome. The So I don't follow UFC or anything like that beyond, like – going to your gym and like that's how much I know. So is Bellator strictly MMA or is it also wrestling or No, it's it's MMA. It's the it's same MMA. thing as UFC. It's just a different league. Oh, okay. Um and it's like it's considered the number 2 biggest organization, UFC being the number 1. But the the main gripe is that UFC signed people that I'm way better than that I can fight way better than and they got opportunities. And they gave me like a bad stylistic matchup, but I think that's corny way to talk. I don't like it. And I'm just ended up happy where I am, you know, cause they signed like, um, everyone was mad. They signed this guy, CM Punk, that was a pro wrestler and, uh, he never fought before and he got to make his debut and everyone's like, that's not fair. You know? And I was like, well, first off he made a name for himself doing something else and people are interested in seeing them fight so they sign them they can do whatever they want it's their business and i i know him i met him before and he's a super nice guy so i'm happy for him you know i'm not gonna be like i'm not that guy i'm just you won't you won't find that from me i don't get bitter i don't get jealous you know somebody has something i want or something i want to do i go out and i try to take it if i can't take it then it's not meant to be yeah and that's I feel like that's a really excellent outlook because a lot of people, they can get jealous. They see someone else being successful. And when they're not, it's almost like they blame the other person instead of working on themselves harder to reach their goal. They get jealous of the other people. Yeah, it's 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 weird. I'm like, I'm worried about myself mostly. I'm not worried about what other people do or what other people say or what other people accomplish, you know, and especially like in the the uh the one-handed world and stuff like that uh you know you'll see times like people there's like other guys with one hand that like maybe wanted what i have or or whatever but like when i see guys out there with one hand that are fighting i'm like always happy for them when they do really well there's this guy you should have him on your show um i i I love him. He, I am so I am his biggest fan and he knows this. His name's uh Jake Peacock and he's a kickboxer. 
okay. out of Canada, and he's absolutely amazing. He's like knocking everyone out, and uh, and it's really cool to see because when one of us does well at something, it helps all of us. Yeah, and and uh, people people need to realize that. So if he's out there doing this, doing in kickboxing and doing all these things, you know what that means? That means that you can do it too. That means yeah. that the next guy coming up can do it too because this guy already did it and he proved that it can be done. So it opens up doors and it opens up opportunities for other people. With me, I did that with MMA. I felt like I was a little bit of a trailblazer for one-handed MMA and I proved a lot of things and I won a lot of fights and I was on a big stage and I had a good career and a good life. And, and, and maybe at, you know, when I'm done, someone will come around that's better than I am. And, uh, hopefully they can get taken serious and get more opportunities and, and to be great because of doors that I opened. And, uh, that is not really something I'm like, I'm a pioneer. I'm a trip. I no. no, 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 no. I never think like that. All I'm thinking is I'm just doing what I want to do. And I'm following my heart and I'm working hard. And hopefully, if we can get anything out of this, it's to change the way people look at what other people are capable of accomplishing and realize that your your podcast speed bumps are not roadblocks. No. The road's not shut down. The road's not shut down. You just got to drive a little bit slower, but you'll still get there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And part of the reason, you know, I love, and I know parents do too, seeing people like you or me or, you know, Jake or even Tony Memel, the quote unquote successful adults doing things, the parents then realize like the younger kids now, oh, hey, my kid's going to be okay. Or the kids then realize if an adult's doing it and they're in a more public light, you know, they realize that they're going to be okay too. Because I think there's a lot of stigma still. And so I love that you know, you're out there and other people are out there with disabilities, one hands, whatever, and showing people like, yeah, we're just like you and don't worry about it. Like, you'll be fine. Yeah. Worry about yourself. If I want to go out here, I'll do it. I'll earn it. I don't want any special treatment. I don't want, oh, look at me. I'm the one handed guy. I'm an inspiration. Like that's your, that's your, that's your choice to make. You know, if you want to, be inspired by something that I do, then then that's good. I get inspired by like a lot of things, you know, a lot of things that people do. I'm like, wow, that's really awesome. You know, cause like I downplay having one hand and doing things. I'm like, yeah, whatever. It's not a big deal. You don't know if it's harder for other people or me. And then I'll see someone like uh, going down a half pipe on a wheelchair and doing a backflip. And I'll be like, that's insane. You know, like, yeah. oh, I love that guy, you know? So like, it's the same thing that people are doing to me. And, uh, and so it's like none of this stuff bothers me anymore. I'm just living my life and I'm just trying to have fun and do good by the people around me and accomplish what I want to accomplish. I'm not making excuses and I'm not asking for extra attention. I'm just doing my thing. Yeah. And, but just by you doing your thing, you're an unintended trailblazer for these kids. Because growing up, I didn't know anyone as an adult who – had any type of disability that was in the public eye, I'll say. I didn't even learn about Jim Abbott until, I don't know, like 2012. <laughs> like, I knew no one. 
Yeah, I um I ended up I was lucky enough that my grandpa is a hardcore Yankees fan. Okay. So when Jim Abbott got signed by the Yankees, like and he, like they would take me to games where he was pitching and I got to meet him when I was a kid and I followed along when he had the no hitter. That's dope. And I was like, this is awesome. This guy is awesome. But the internet like wasn't a thing. Like I'm, I'm dating myself. I'm 36 right now. Um, but the internet wasn't a thing like it is today. So you couldn't look these things up. You couldn't see these people. There wasn't Instagram. There wasn't any of this stuff. So as far as I was concerned, it was me and Jim Abbott were the only two one handed people yeah on earth and then a guy that walked his dog on his hook hand that was in my town was the was the the third one but i was like he was like kind of dirty scraggly looking so i didn't like want to say anything to him you know yeah just a little head nod i mean i didn't see anyone who looked like me until i was 21 or 22 and like you, I'll be 32 this year. Internet wasn't around when I was a kid. I didn't go to these, you know, amazing limb different camps or these events or conferences or, you know, internet and Facebook. And like, I didn't know any of that. So I think it's awesome that you had that as a kid. Cause for the longest time I was like, I'm just the only one and no one else looks like me. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I did have Jim Abbott. So I'm sorry. I had that one on you. Um, but sorry. even then, like when, still when it was new like all this social media stuff i was already fighting and i was already professional like when it started to like get a little bit bigger and then yeah when i went to my first like helping hands conference i was like this is this is wild yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. so many people around me that live near me that have one hand or no hands or little hands and i was like this is weird and i was like why am i saying this is weird i'm just like them and i was like i was like i feel i feel odd for feeling this way but i'm like this is just strange and and then i was like uh i was like it's also it's it's cool it's cool because all these people are out here doing the same thing I'm doing. They're living their lives. They're chasing their goals, you know, maybe some more than others. Some people, uh, you know, could use a little confidence boost. So you have people that are out there killing it, doing their thing, taking no prisoners, not making excuses. And then you have people that are making excuses that are having a rough time that need to be around these people that are not. Yeah. So it's a very beautiful thing to see and to draw inspiration from because I – and maybe not so good at things that other people are very good at. And that to me is like very interesting. Yeah. I remember the first time I was at an event and like, like, like you seeing all these people and I'm like, this is weird. Why is this weird? But then you're around them for you know a weekend or even a whole day. And then when you go back to the quote unquote real world where everyone has two hands, you're like, well, now this is weird. And I don't know if you get that too, but I'm like, cause then I get so used to everyone being different. And I'm like, this is great. And then I, you know, that conference or the event ends and I'm like, well, now I feel all alone again. Oh, I have a, I have a funny story. (laughs) So I bought, um, uh, different is awesome. Ryan Hack's book, yes, uh, which is basically like a book about how it's awesome to be different. And it just shows how people are different and how it's okay to be different and the main character has one hand 
And he's going around and he's seeing other people that are different in different ways and like talking about it and how it's good that people are different and it's cool. It's awesome, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> My son uh, grabs the book and he's reading it. And I never like, I just tell him like, it's okay for people to be different. I don't really go into depth about it you mm -hmm. know like this person's like that or this person's like that and we're here because in in my opinion i want you to just have that baseline of just treating everyone the same and treating everyone with respect no matter what yep. um we don't have to discuss it because you're going to treat everyone you meet with respect and you're going to be kind to every single person you meet and it doesn't matter what they look like but when i when you start talking about what they look like then it becomes like oh these people are different you yes. know and like that conversation to me um is going to come uh, when you're a little bit older and you can kind of understand the context of things and realize that people aren't as different as you think. Yes. And people just are maybe into different things or look a little different or, or that. So um, I don't really discuss it with him. He just knows to be nice to everyone. And he's around all different types of people all the time. I own a gym. So I have like the most like diverse group of people that would never hang out if they didn't like jujitsu and kickboxing, yeah. you know? So like he's exposed to like a lot of different people and a lot of different looks and stuff. And it's a beautiful thing. But anyway, so he picks up the book and he's like, oh, that's you, daddy, because the guy has one hand. And uh, he doesn't like say that, but he's like reading it and he's like, daddy, daddy, daddy. He's like, this daddy has no teeth. <laughs> He's like, but on this page, he has teeth. And he's talking about the animation. And I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, well, I was like, I, he's like, show me your teeth. He's like, you have teeth, right? And I was like, yeah. But he's like, but then why does it have no teeth on this? And like, he didn't even talk about the hand at all. He was just talking about the teeth on the animation because in some of them they have teeth and other ones they don't have teeth. And he's like, this is so weird that this guy doesn't have teeth and sometimes <laughs> he does have teeth. And he like wouldn't give up on it. And I was like, buddy, I don't know. It's just like a book. Like some people don't have teeth. I'm like, that's okay, right? And he's like, right. Yeah, that's okay. And I said, but brush your teeth or else they'll fall out and you'll have no teeth. And he's right. like, okay. And I was like, you like chewing food? He's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, brush your teeth. And then you won't look like that daddy. You could look like this daddy. That's the cutest thing ever. Oh my goodness. And he didn't say one thing about the hand. He didn't say anything. He was just flicking through it. He's like, oh, daddy, you're with this guy. Cool. How come he has no teeth? It was only the teeth. That's great. That's great. Like <laughs> and the book is not about teeth. It's not about people without teeth. It's about, not about how many teeth people have. It's just strictly so, yeah, obsessed teeth. with the amount of teeth that each character had. That's hilarious. Yeah, teeth are not mentioned in the book. Uh, yeah. I have the book. It's like I think one's in a wheelchair, one like different hair color, one is glasses, yeah. and things like that. Teeth are not mentioned. Not even braces. <laughs> I sent I sent the video to Ryan. He was dying. Oh yeah, that that's great. That. Oh, who's that your oldest son? Yeah, my oldest. Okay. And but then the youngest one copies him. So he's like, Daddy, let me see your teeth. You know, and like they're just asking to see my teeth. He, he thought it was me in the book. He's like, how come they drew you with no teeth? He was mad. I love that he made the con connection that he thought it was you. And I'm guessing because of the missing arm. But that wasn't yeah. what he focused on. Like that. Yeah. That's just so great. And I know that um, Ryan Hack has told stories about how when he would go to change his kids' diapers, like they wouldn't wiggle for him, but they'd wiggle for Julie. You know, it was like the, the little babies knew not to 
wiggle. And, you know, his kids were the same thing as you where they knew, but it was their normal. They never made a big deal out of it. Yeah. 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 Um, they definitely wiggle for me. So (laughs) (laughs) I get that. that Fight and (laughs) jump all over the place and do a front flip. (laughs) So logistic question, just for my own curiosity, can you hold like two at once? Can you hold one in each arm? Oh yeah. Yeah, I can. Okay. Logistic curiosity. Like I always wonder sometimes because I'm like, I don't think I'd be able to do that. But I think that's just because I don't have the same muscle tone on my left as I do my right. Maybe, maybe, maybe you can. I don't know. Find out one day. (laughs) Find out one day. I'll let you, uh, I'll let you hold, I'll let you hold my daughter. You come by one day. You can, you can <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll, we'll make sure it's in, you know, I'm just sitting on the ground, like won't get up. Yeah. And walk on the right couch or yeah, yeah. Oh, I was actually, um, someone had, I was at work one day, I don't work there anymore, but they had come in with a baby stroller and they were commenting how easy it was to push one handed. And I was like, I don't mean to be weird, but I have a really weird question. Can I just like push your kid around the store for a second? Like, can I really see how this is really is easy to push one handed? They're like, sure. So I'm pushing this little kid around the store to see if the stroller was actually one handed friendly. And it was. That's good. That's good. <laughs> they weren't lying. Yeah, they, they weren't lying. They weren't lying. Um. So I realized after we started talking, I forgot to ask you the question that I ask everyone. Okay. Which is, please tell me two things you love about yourself. Um, I like how motivated I am to do things that I want to do. You know, like, like if I'm going to do something I'm passionate about, I'm going to go 100%. Um, you know, they have a saying, you got that dog in you. And I know I have that dog in me. And I'm not a quitter and I'm tough. And I'm, I'm really not a perfect person by any stretch of the means very very far from it um you know like anyone but um i feel like my heart is always in a good place i'm not um a malicious person i do things that make people mad sometimes like anyone but i think that my my intentions are are always good and i follow good moral principles and I work very hard to accomplish the things that I want to accomplish. So I don't know if that's two things, um, kind of. Yeah. Uh, it kind of is. You know, the third one would be that I think that I personally am hysterical, but I don't expect other people to think that I'm funny. But, like, I love my sense of humor for myself, and I just m- make myself laugh all the time. Like I've seen your stories and you post some of the daddest dad jokes that I've seen. And I love it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, like, yeah, your, your it, stories it, are just memes about dad jokes and they're great. If it's funny, I'm going to share it. If it's borderline inappropriate, I'm going to send it to my friends in there's a group chat. <laughs> You're like, listen, I could, if it feathers the line, I'm still going to talk about it, but we're just going to be family friendly on the stories. Yeah, yeah, I try mostly, mostly. Sometimes everyone slips through the cracks. So Yeah. Well, I just wanted to thank you for doing this. Um, Excited to see you in a couple weeks. 
couple weeks next week. I don't even know. Is it next next week? Is it week? next week? Is it next week? Yes, it is next uh, Saturday, Saturday, right? I think so. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah, That's next Saturday. Soon. Yeah. That's soon. That's soon. Um so maybe I'm maybe I'll try and release this before next Saturday. But it was great chatting with you and I'm excited to see you. Uh will Danielle and the kids be there or just you? Um no, no, just me. Okay. Well just it was great chatting with you and thank y'all for listening and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE everyone. I wanted to thank you for listening to another episode of Speed Bumps. If you're enjoying this podcast, I would really appreciate it if you subscribed on whatever platform you're listening to this on. If you're listening on Spotify, I would really appreciate if you clicked that five-star button. And if you're on Apple, you can click the five-star button and leave a written review if you're so inclined. If you're interested in coming on my show, you can reach out to me at speed.bumps.com podcast on Instagram.